all. Welcome to Tuesday Tea Talks. We have a special guest tonight. Hi, Barbie. How are you? Hello. <laughs> how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, can you talk to our viewers for a little bit and let them know a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what do you do, uh, and um, so they can get to know you? Sure. Um, first, I want to say thank you for having me. Um, and then let's see. Okay, so I am Puerto Rican. Okay. okay. So I'm Puerto Rican and I've lived in New Jersey and I've lived in Miami, mostly in, in New Jersey. All right. So I was born in Florida. I went to New Jersey at four months up until I was 14. I did my high school years here. Um, and I stayed here until I was 24, and then I moved back to Jersey, and I've been there ever since. Wow, wow. Can you talk to us a little bit about the difference of culture between um, Jersey and Miami? Yes. So New Jersey, for me, um, has been more Americanized. The culture is more Americanized. Um, and here in Miami, it's it's versatile. It's different cultures mixed together. Um, here, I feel... People are very, they're more warming and welcoming to your culture versus in New Jersey. Um, where I'm from in New Jersey, I'm from Perth Amboy and we are a urban small town. So um, we're from, a, we're an urban small town and um, it's a lot of Puerto Ricans, a lot of Dominicans. So, and a lot of um, African-Americans, very small whites. Um, but for the most part, majority of New Jersey, depending obviously what part is more Americanized. Okay. Um, and right currently you're in Miami, you're visiting. I am. I am. And, I know, I know, but you know, we are from Miami too and I love Miami. Uh, I'm biased in that sense. Um, Barbie, can you talk to us a little bit about your childhood? How was high school experience for you? My childhood, I had a good childhood. Um, I was raised with, with boys, um, with brothers. So um, I was more of a tomboyish. Um, I was bullied in elementary school. Um, it was rough. The boys would call me ugly or um, I was too boyish for them to like me. Um, you know, I would climb on trees and ride bike and, and play sports. And, you know, I wasn't afraid to get dirty. And, and, and by growing up, were you told um, that that's what boys do when they like you? Tease on you, they call you names. Because I've, I've encountered a lot with, um, you know, other women, you know, oh, they, they're, they're mean to you because they like you. Did you yes. Know? Yes, a lot. Yeah, actually, um, <laughs> I made the mistake as well. Um, my aunt, I remember one day crying, and my aunt told me, oh, it's okay. You know, don't worry about it. It's just because he likes you. And then, you know, the next day, you know, strong Barbie goes and tells the kid, like, oh, you're just, you're just bothering me because you like me. And, yeah, I got pushed for that. So oh, my <laughs> it wasn't goodness. a good idea, but, you know, yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it is true. We need to show, um, teach our boys, right? If they like a girl to actually show that they like the girl, not being violent, not calling names that does not equal to being liked or being loved. 
So, well, thank you for sharing that with us, Barbie. Um, tell us a little bit about your high school experience. High school, okay. High school was very different from me, for me. Um, it was challenging in the sense where I was trying to figure out who I was as a, as a, a young adult, well, a young teenager, an adolescent. And um, I had difficulty trying to find myself with all the different groups and that you get in high school. Um, and what others people, what other people might call as, um, the rebellious stage, what others saw was like a more of a, re re a rebellious stage. But for me, it was just, um, trying to find out who I was and, and be accepting of who I was. That's right. Um, sometimes I've noticed that, uh, girls are, when they go through a rebellious stage, right? They're like, Oh, this is because she's trying to find herself or whatever. But they don't, it's because they don't see the inner um, leader, right? That it's being it's being born or it's being shaped. How was that for you? Because I know you personally, so I know that you are a born leader. So how was that uh, being mistaken, being called rebellious or going against the current and not um, letting you establish yourself as a leader? I think it was, it was more hurtful, I think, because I felt like people were trying to control who I was and my destiny versus letting me take that time as, as you should, as, as you should at that age to take that time, really know who you are and figure out what you really want. So you don't struggle as an adult or a, a, a young adult. That, that, that is right. That is right. Um, and I agree with you, it is, it is hurtful when they put those labels, right, instead of actually seeing the potential that you have as a leader. Barbie, can you talk to us, because I know that you like to volunteer a lot. Uh, can you talk to us a little bit about your volunteering? What is it that you've done? What is it that you are currently doing? Um, what are some maybe projects that you're working on or projects that you worked uh, before that you are very proud of? Okay. Well, I've done a lot of community service work. Um, I've started at a, at a young age. I started um, at a, my mom used to work at a nursing home. So I used to volunteer there real young. I was maybe, maybe 10, probably nine, 10. Um, and then as I've, as I got older and I was, um, I guess, introduced to church, I started, I started volunteering in church, um, teaching children for Sunday school. And then during my college years, I kind of got, I was able to more, to venture out more into walks and different organizations. Um, I currently work for a nonprofit organization that helps the community. And um, from the time I was maybe 20 years old, I've worked um, very detailed with two organizations that are very dear to my heart, which is the Alzheimer's um, Association and the, Autist, um, the Autism Awareness. And can you talk to us a little bit about that? Why are they dear to your heart? Why is it that those two organizations have stand out, um, you know, not just, not per se to, you know, that they're more important than others, but why is it that for you, uh, you feel strong about it? Why is it that for you, you have kind of become even a voice for them? Uh, well, for the Alzheimer's walk, it's dear to me because uh, my grandmother suffered from Alzheimer's. Um, 
she passed away last year. Yeah, she passed away last year. So it was something for me to advocate to kind of, you know, be a part of a group that understood what I was going through as far as, as, as that situation. Um, and then my most important org um, organization that I really, really put my heart into is um, the autism awareness. Um, and I, it's very close to me because my first year of teaching, I had a child who had no diagnosis, but kind of had, um, Kind underlying of, um, yes. signs, right? Yes. And um, the teacher at the time that I was working with kind of kind of just pushed herself away because she wasn't she wasn't a bad teacher. She just she just didn't know how to handle it. So I took my I took it upon myself to really sit down with him and really take him step by step to further him so that way he was able to be around his classmates and around and, and around arts and crafts and, and really learn to be normal and be inclusive with the other children. Yeah, yeah. And, and that is so good, Barbie. And you think that after that, after uh, being engaged with that child, it, um, it was something I love for, uh, you know, surface for the organization? It was, it, and it, it intrigued me. It, it brought my curiosity to us to to look into deeper into it and see what is it, what is it, what is it about, what do they do? At the time, um, it wasn't really as big as it is now, um, and that kind of sparked my interest into wanting more and following a career path in it. And um, so, it shaped you as a teacher. You will say. It definitely did. It gave me a lot of patience. It it, it taught me to be kind, um, to be loving. Um, it taught me that all children are the same, and each children is different in their own way. And and it's it's not bad to be different. That is absolutely right, Barbie. It is not bad um, to be different. I a hundred percent believe that. Um, Looking back at your younger years, and I know that you're pretty young, um, but looking back at your younger years when you started out as, as a teacher, can you tell me what is it something that you know now that you wish you knew before? As a teacher, hmm, okay. Or as a teacher or as a person volunteering or... To be, to be understanding and compassionate. I think that's um, a lot of things that us adults tend to forget, especially um, in the beginning times of a career or as a teacher. Um, we don't necessarily know that to be teaching, you need to be compassionate. You need to be understanding because like I said, not every child is the same. Each child is different um, intellectually, physically, um, and whatever, and emotionally because each child goes through different things home-wise or school-wise. And, and that's right. Um, so by also you being a teacher, will you say that you are now able to pinpoint those natural-born leaders in your classrooms? Because um, I know that you um, currently you're not in the class, but you're oversee um, center uh, with several classrooms. Uh, so you will say something maybe that you're able just to pinpoint or, or coach your teachers 
to let them know that they, that is a leader and that um, they, they shouldn't be labeled as maybe problematic or, um, you know, like that, that problem child that everybody fears, right? Because they always want to be the line leader and they always want to turn off the lights when they go outside or they want to um, be the first ones or carrying or the teacher's helper. Uh, how, do you, how do you coach your teachers through that? I think pretty much what I learned and what I learned was to, number one, to understand a child. I feel like without really understanding them, really getting to know who they are, you, you misunderstand where they're coming from or where their approach is. Um, I tend to tell my teachers, like, you know, to be observant. We always need to be observant with children. Um, even as adults, I feel um, life is just being observant of your surroundings, of who's, who's around you and what you're doing. Um, what else? Oh, the thunder that you hear is the, is the nice storm that we're getting down here. Oh, yeah. Um, patience is a really good one. Um, a lot of times we tend to lose because we feel like, oh, they're not listening or they're not following directions. You know, they're not, they're being rebellious or they're, you know, they're, they're being a, a problematic child, but it's really to have patience and understand who they are, who they're growing up to be. Yes. Yes. And, 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 and accepting it. And accepting it. Very good, Barbie. Yes. I am a hundred percent with you on that one too. Um, Barbie, can you tell us a little bit about what do you think is the main reason girls um, give up those roles of being leaders? I think girls give up those roles as being leaders because they're told not to do, they're, they're told to be a certain way instead of letting them, instead of accepting who they are trying to be. Um, I think that girls, not a lot of girls have positive role models at home. And what they see at home is, is who they feel they need to be. Mm -hmm. But as parents, we always want the best for our children. And, and we fail to realize, well, they, because I'm not a parent, they fail to realize that um, children look up to their parents and they mimic a lot of what they see. And you're right. Um... And something that I've noticed in the in the preschool classrooms, right? It's more accepting of boys being leaders than sometimes girls, right? We encounter those labels as being bossy or she's being mean, right? Because um, at four and three years old, maybe they cannot express um, that they want to lead, right? It's so they're labeled with those um, with those words, bossy or you're pushy, or we need to be nice to one another. We need to be kind to one another. Yesterday was return. Today is somebody else way, um, somebody else, uh, you know, to, to lead or be the line leader, turn off the lights and all that. How do you um, continue culturing that in the girls? Um, understanding that, yes, maybe not every day they can be the line leader, but um, not letting them feel that they're being pushed away or pushed out of those roles? 
I think teaching children or girls um, about respecting each other, respecting that today this is you and tomorrow this is another person. We need to respect boundaries and I think that's how we should teach them um, because without boundaries and without respecting one another, we we become labeled as being mean and, and be wanting, you know, being a pushover or being this or, or you know, different different labels that don't correspond to us. You're right, you're right, Barbie. In other words, talking a little bit about respect and hope. Um, can, you, can you elaborate a little bit about that? Why is it so important to establish um, respect and hope since a very young age? Um, respect is very important at a young age because if you don't establish that in the beginning, while we're, while we're children and we're, we're, you know, children are considered to be sponges and they absorb everything. And if, if you don't show them respect, then when we get older as women, um, we don't respect one another. We feel like everything is a competition and the world was made for everyone and, and the world was made for women to empower each other, to empower ourselves, to, to, to be thrilled and excited that, Hey, you accomplished this. You know, that gives me the joy and the, the want, the desire to accomplish what I can and what I want. And then with hope, I feel Hope is definitely important to teach as, as children because without hope, how can we establish or want to really focus and, and grasp our dreams, our wants, our desires, who we want to be, who we want to become? Wow, Garby, let me tell you, just uh, hearing you talk, I, get, I do get goosebumps. That is, that is absolutely right. Um, and Barbie, who has inspired you to become the leader that you are today? I would have to say, of course, my mother. My mother is my number one leader, my supporter. Um, she's the best role model that I could have ever asked for. Um, after that would be my grandmother. Um, and then I have three aunts who've taught me strength um, because they are very strong women. And I would have to say my bosses, a few bosses that I've had in my, in my life as far as right now. Um, and they've each taught me different things. I had a boss, um, Christy, who taught me to be very well organized. Um, I had a boss named Francis who taught me how to be dedicated. And I had you, one of the best bosses, <laughs> who um, taught me to be a fighter and to, to fight for what I want and what I believe. And um, the last, the most recent one was um, a boss that I had. His name was Dave. And he taught me to stay focused and to not let distractions um, get to me through my journey. Excellent. So you were not only surrounded by strong women, right? But you also let yourself influenced by men. And that's something that I want um, this to, you know, T-Talks to establish that it's not that we're diminishing the role of men, right, in our lives, but also understanding that us women, like you said before, we're here to um, coach each other. We're here to make sure that we're behind each other's backs, make sure that we are here to support each 
other and that to be happy, um, to be happy for each other, right? Because one of the things that I've noticed throughout my years is um, that you at work or even in school, you tend to find a group of women. But in that group of women, one or two sometimes, they are friends to you, uh, you know, right? When they're talking to you, they're smiling, they're being friends. But behind you, they're talking, uh, you know, behind your back, um, stabbing you, even cahooting against you. Um, and that's something that I want to I want us to understand that we, like we said uh, a while back, that we are here together, that each of us have um, a calling and a purpose, and we're not here to compete with each other, right? That my purpose and my calling might be different from yours, but at the same time, it's as equal, as important as yours. So it's not just because um, we're trying to go up the, you know, the ladder and becoming the next um, precedent or the next uh, it, right, in, in our corporation. No, that each of us are taking our spaces and our places to become who we are meant to be. But how are we going to do it if we don't surround ourselves with women and also men that are willing to take on those um, roles of mentorship, understanding that we are not... Um, and, it, and it's pouring down um, down in Miami and it's going down. Uh, so, so yes, yes, Barbie. Um, we need to be open to be mentored. We need to be open to be coach. We need to be open to uh, let ourselves even be criticized in a positive manner because maybe with the things that I'm not able to see, somebody else can think. The other day I was watching a TED Talk and it was so, um, you know, it's, it's what, what I preach, what I say, what I, what I, um, my message across, right? Um, this, this gentleman, he is a surgeon and he said that, you know, but he, he was, you know, being good, being good, being good, but there was a time that, you know, he got stagnant and he couldn't continue moving up or learn, learning new skills. So he decided to bring a coach or a mentor into his operating room. And he said, it made me uncomfortable having somebody else literally just looking at me, right? And I'm thinking, he said, that he was doing a good job. So when the, uh, the operation was done, the mentor came in with a list of, of notes. And it was pages and pages of notes. And he started asking him, did you know, did you notice that your light moved while you, when you were afraid? He's like, no. Did you notice little things, insignificant things? But the next time that he went into the operating room, he remembered those, the voices of his coach, of his mentor. And he was like more attentive to little details and started to become better. That's what I think it happens to us women too. We need to let other women, other girls come into our lives to pinpoint those little things that we don't see in order for us to become better. It's not that they're criticizing us or they're diminishing our work, but they're actually um, are able to see those blind spots, right? That we are used to seeing all the time that, you know, sometimes it stops. Um, let, let, let me move on a little bit with this. Um, 
What is something, Barbie, that excites you right now? That excites me. Um, probably my continuing education. Um, I just got my bachelor's degree in psychology with a minor in sign language. Um, thank you, thank you. So it, it excites me because I'm I'm becoming more knowledgeable. I'm expanding um, my intelligence, um, my education to really help. My goal is to help children um, and just being able to, to achieve that. It helps. It just proves to me that, you know, I'm going in the right direction. Yes. Okay. And, and that is great. You had also talked to me, Barbie, that um, you wanted to start blogging or something or a book or something in that matter. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yes. So about a year and a half ago, I went through something that, woo. Yeah, I know. It's going down. <laughs> that's something we cannot edit out. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's Miami stories for you. <laughs> um, so I went through something very traumatic for me. And um, it was very hard to to kind of put myself back together and, and figure out who I was and what I wanted to, to do. And, and um, so I decided that I would vlog my journey um, in, in, in this path. Well, in my journey now that I'm, I've been going through. And um, so that's how the idea started. And I want to accomplish it because I feel like by me telling my story, I'm able to help others who may be going through something similar to my situation. And I want them to, to be a light to them as somebody was a light to me, um, to, to kind of inspire me and, and well, kind of to inspire others, um, to show them that they're, they can accomplish and do whatever it is that they want to do, that they can do it. You know, that there is no can't. And, and when, yeah, you might be in the, in the, the floor, in the dust, but God will always, I'm, I'm a big believer in God and God will always pick you up and he will show you where you need to be. Um, and I, with that, I, a, a long-term goal for me would be to write a book. I want to, my career will always be with children and um, I want to write a children's book just to inspire them to never give up. Um, kind of the same situation, but in a child's world. And I do want to write one for women to show them that they're not alone. Um, and if I can do it, they can do it. Um, and that they can accomplish just, just be a light to to them. Yes, yes, Barbie, and that is that is um something great and good to do because yes, some of us go through a dark time, right? And when we are going through that dark time, we think we are the only one. But having those resources that somebody else went through the same hard times as we did, that we're able to. Somebody else came in and picked them up and how the journey started to get better, right? And how now, a year and a half later, you're able to see that, yes, it was hard while you were there, but it has made you stronger. It has made you um, to have resources that maybe before you didn't have, something that uh, it made you know that you 
were strong, and I always saw it in you, you know, strong um, personality, a leader, but at that time, uh, even your spirit maybe was broken and going through it and out of it, right? And there's a, a quote also that um, I like a lot that says that there's beauty out of passion, right? Even though they're, they might be thinking that everything is ended, everything's finished, but yet we can take, get beauty out of those ashes. So thank you, Barbie, for sharing that. Uh, um, and I hope you come back when you write your books. And definitely, I, I want to sign copy on the children's books and on the, your adult book because, you know, I'm, um, I'm a fan of children's books. I love children's books. Um, hard copy, please. You know, Barbie, can you tell me how are you called to greatness, Barbie? I'm called to greatness. Um, because I have a story to tell. Um, I'm a, I'm a, a natural born leader, I want to say. Um, and I, I want to say that I, I can be the help that God wants me to be. Um, I, I think that God could definitely use me in helping others. Um, and just by me being passionate, understanding, loving, kindness, forgiving, um, I think that that's, those are great qualities to be a, 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 a to be called into greatness. Yes, and you know what? Not only forgiven to others, but forgiven to ourselves. Right? Sometimes we put all these high standards for ourselves. Right? We we want to be the leaders. We want to accomplish this by this age. We want to do this by this time. Um, and understand that it is okay to fail sometimes, but it is also okay to forgive ourselves to pick up and to continue moving. Definitely, yes. Barbie, uh, what is next for you besides your book, besides your blog, besides all your master's degree? What else is there for you? I definitely want to open a business. Um, right now, um, I am looking into doing my master's degree in either occupational therapy or um, ABA therapy. So I definitely want to open a center for children so that they're able to come and really get the, the resources that they need with whether that's a private resource or, um, you know, uh, financial assistance. I want to be able to help each child that really needs the help and, and get them to where they need to get. Yes, yes. You know that I'm a firm believer of vision boards, right? So that was something that I would tell you if that's what you want. You need to put it big, big on behind your back, behind your door, or on a big poster. Um, because, yes, dreams come true when we're able to put them down, right? Um, there is something in the Bible that says that if um, the vision will come, after we write it down, right? The vision is there, the vision. Um, so how are we going to bring it into um, reality is by writing it down, by picturing, by making sure that we write dates, by this date where I'm going to accomplish this, by this date I'm going to accomplish that. Um, and it, it is kind of somewhat of an accountability too, uh, right? Because it tells us all, you, you know, and I, I put date, time, um, and I go in, let's say, you know, 
May 2nd at 7.09. Did I accomplish that? Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. And something else I do is in my calendar, because you know, I'm so old-fashioned and I love paper calendars, I put it in my calendar. What are you doing? Like, what are you working on? How are you doing on your goals? So that's something, um, you know, if you can, and you, you can invest the time in creating something that is, attracts you and something that you're, um, that you like, to put it into a vision board. I think it will help you a lot to accomplish your next steps. I want. I've been, I've been wanting to do a vision board. Um, it's it's a good idea. I I actually I'm gonna take your offer on that. Um, I do journal and I'm very old school too. I like calendars and and papers and journals. So that's what keeps me busy and accountable. But I am gonna take your offer on that vision board. Let's talk about uh, before we end um, about journaling. I love journaling. I am into journaling. I am a firm believer in journaling. The other day I was talking to uh, a lady and I told her, you know, you should journal. And she told me she was afraid of journaling because she had a bad experience, I guess, in a past relationship. Somebody got a hold of her journal. And I guess um, that person wasn't nice or, you know, she didn't go into details. But why is it so important to journal? Can you talk a little bit about it? I think it's really important to journal because it's a place where you can put your thoughts, your ideas, um, how you feel, um, whatever your situation is, you kind of, once you write it down in a, in your journal and you, it's kind of freeing, you let it go. Um, if it's, if you're journaling for goals and dreams, it's definitely a place where it's going to keep you accountable for, for those things that you want. Um, I, I just, I just personally like it. It's, it's, it's a way to, it's also a way for me to have my time with God. Um, because I journal everything that I hear or I see, or, or even through Ted talks or, um, um, I do the same. Let me tell you, I do the same. (laughs) The other day, um, I was watching, I'm a fan of TED Talks, so I love it. And uh, that's what I did. I went in and I I got my journal, right? And I I make my own journal sometimes. Like I make the front cover, right? And and, or whatever thing of the season is happening, something that caught my idea. And I paste it and I glue it or hot glue. So this, my current journal, it has um, the front cover. It has um, the title of Crazy Faith. Right, and my church that was the beginning of the of the year. That's what it, it was. It was crazy faith. So what I did is the same little poster that they had in church. I I glued it, and it is a reminder that when I'm journaling, right, that I'm I'm pouring my my dreams into it. I'm pouring my ideas into it. That it is okay, even though if they're crazy ideas and crazy dreams. Because I have a reminder, it's okay because it's okay to have crazy faith. So, Barbie, I do appreciate you uh, being with us tonight. Um, you know, you're very dear to my heart. Um, it is not easy sometimes to have you or, or to connect, right? But when we connect, it's like years hadn't even passed. Yeah, right? it was the same same duo that it was together years ago and seeing our growth, right? Me seeing your growth as a person, as a leader, 
as a, a person of influence to write, that it is not just because, oh, I'm a leader, but you understand that also you lead your group and you have influence on your group and it's a positive influence, right? That you're there to build up your group, that you're there to build up the people that you work with, that the people that um, also work with the children, that you influence them in a, in a positive way and mm -hmm. let them see that they're not alone. Well, thank you, Barbie, for being with us tonight on Tuesday um, Talk. Um, thank you for having your cup of tea with me tonight. And You're welcome. We hope, we'll hope to see you back here. Thank you. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Bye.